Hello and welcome back to another episode of More Than Beauty with Daniel Mason Jones and today a very special guest. Let me ask you before we even get started, have you ever questioned whether or not you are an introvert or an extrovert? You're not alone, that's for sure. So I'm going to welcome to the episode Jody. Hello, Jody. Hello. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so we're gonna we're actually gonna laugh about that as we go through this. Jody was with me in an episode right after we came back from the pandemic in our company, and uh, his his episode. Everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, we finally got to hear from you!" So <laughs> welcome back. And today, um, I know this is a topic that hits us at home you know, being an introvert slash extrovert. So I'm going to let you open up and talk a little bit about how you feel in business, life, leadership, in your particular personality style. Well, a lot of times, I think one of the most asked questions that the two of us get is how do you guys live together <laughs> and work together all the time? And I think that comes from our personality differences. I probably am a little more of an introvert, and obviously you are definitely more of an extrovert. And that balances the relationship and some of the characteristics that fall for each person. I mean, the characteristics of an introvert are deep thinking, um, you know, really analytical of things. That's probably some of the things that I do best. And you definitely are more energetic and more enthusiastic about a whole lot of things. So I think that's probably one of the things that people ask us most is how we make it work. Mm -hmm. And I think knowing these personality styles, knowing the traits of what these, these are like kind of helps us understand that. I fully agree with that. You know, and it's funny because people are like, Oh gosh, you have this big personality and you can work the room. And that's true. I can work the room, but when I walk out of the room, you know, the real me. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, when I walk out of that room, I have, I have fed off all the energy inside that room, but sometimes when I walk away, I literally want to melt into the carpet or wherever I am. So there's definitely truth to that. What are some of the misconceptions about an introvert? About an introvert? I think if I had to really think, one of the things that I mean, my research that I was doing to prepare for this was that there's a definite bias in society for extroverts. So they're looked upon in a more positive light than introverts are. Some of the questions or things or comments that might an extrovert might get would be, you're so outgoing, you're so motivated, you really are so interesting. Where in an introvert, most likely something they would hear is, why are you so quiet? You seem like a loner. I would invite you, but you're probably not going to come anyway. <laughs> so, so those are the kind of things I think that happen when you're an introvert, you get those kind of things. And most of it's, you just have to be around the right people. Introverts aren't antisocial. They just have those people that they know they can feel comfortable around. And it's usually a smaller group of people and not large groups of people necessarily. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. Same thing when I've been invited to parties as like, like if there was a woman and her husband was going to be a dud, right? He was, <laughs> she was going to have to babysit him. She's like, oh my gosh, will you please come to this party with me? You'd be way more fun than my husband. I'm like, uh, correct. <laughs> Especially if there's dancing involved. <laughs> but um, yeah, so people do, they put that, that pressure on us as an extrovert to kind of work the room for them, so to speak, or to really carry that energy around. So, um, it, it's interesting. And there are a lot of misconceptions about extroverts too. You know, I can tell you, and we'll, we'll uncover this in just a moment, but extroverts are not always running at 10. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, you know, you definitely seen that before. So I wrote down a couple of things about extrovert. So, and it is absolutely true for me to thrive in a group. So if you're an extrovert, um, I wonder how many of you actually thrive in a group if you're an extrovert. Um, and if you're an introvert, what does a group feel like for you, a group setting? Like if you had to speak in front of 10,000 people, how would you feel? Well, I mean, just to do this particular situation is a <laughs> test for me as an introvert. Um, once I get going, like a, here's what happens. A lot of times you overthink things as an introvert, and that's just a typical trait. And then after you either engage in the situation or you're in it, you realize that it's really not so bad. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was, but it doesn't change how you think about it going into it. It's still an uncomfortable situation that you kind of have to sort of force yourself into and also create that space that you know that you're going to be okay. So let me ask you, how do you feel right now? So for those of you that are listening, what you don't know about this podcast is we are actually doing a live web stream and so there are people watching us right now uh, through Salon Centric on a, on a Zoom. So how do you feel right now knowing that there's a lot of eyes on it's us? It's not as intimidating as if I could see all of their beautiful faces. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I recall it was, uh, I think it was two years ago, we went to Denver, Colorado, and I walked out on stage. And I think there were 4,000 people in the audience, and they were not hairdressers. And I remember stepping out on the stage and I thought, oh my gosh, am I going to be sick? Am I going to faint? Am I going to trip? Am I going to fall off the stage? What's going to happen? And truly as an extrovert, the energy was so off the charts in that room that I, it was instantly just plugged in and it was powerful. And in fact, I barely remember what I even spoke about. And uh, it was just a really powerful moment. There are one of the things that in the research that I did showed that extroverts are more impulsive and have a higher reward dopamine system. And dopamine is released when we are interacting with other humans. That's why extroverts love social settings is mm -hmm. because the dopamine, that feeling of a high comes from that experience with a crowd. Whereas introverts have, this is real sciencey, technically <laughs> they have a thicker prefrontal cortex of the brain allowing them to have a deeper thought and planning process, but can also lead them to have more anxiety and depression because of the overthinking that they do with so many situations. That so are you up. saying that us, <laughs> that us extroverts have thin brains or thin skulls? No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I, I got you. So uh, that's interesting. One of the things I can tell you the difference in just you and I having been together for 20 years is how we respond. So you think about something long and hard, except for purchasing cars, um, <laughs> before making a big decision. And I am very spontaneous. If you said, Hey, let's go wherever I'm like, yes, let's go. Uh, and not even think about it. Then I'm like, Oh my gosh, because I believe in living a yes life. So <laughs> that sometimes, uh, gets me in trouble. Overcommitted. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like in our experience, and I'm sure this is with anyone that there are moments where you are the more reserved mm -hmm. and more calculated in decisions or things. And then I am the more adventurous one. Typically an extrovert is going to be the person that takes more chances, more risk, more adventure. And as we know in our lives that you are not a big adventurer person, for example, our 10th anniversary, we went on a trip of a lifetime to Bora Bora. That was the trip that we took for our anniversary. And when we got there, well, side note, Daniel called it boring, boring because he couldn't get cell service and check his phone. And then, um, so one of the adventures that we could take was snorkeling with sharks and stingrays. And I thought that when am I ever going to get that chance to do that again? So I was all about it. 
He said, I'll go, but I'm sitting on the boat. And that's exactly what he did. He sat on the boat while I snorkeled (laughs) and swam with sharks and he sat and took pictures and videos. And so in those kinds of things and moments, yes, maybe socially I could be more of an introvert and I just need to sort of assess my surrounding and get comfortable with the situation before I'm truly myself. If some of the people on this podcast or even people that are watching us live that know me personally probably don't think I'm necessarily that much of an introvert in a social setting, but people that don't might. So yeah, I think we all have our moments where we feel like we're either one or the other. I agree with that. And go back to Bora Bora. It was horrible. I couldn't think of anything worse. It was like, here we were in paradise. It was the most beautiful place we'd ever seen. And we didn't realize it was a honeymoon spot. And so therefore everybody was stuck inside their beautiful little cabanas. And if you've been to Bora Bora and, or you've dreamed of going to Bora Bora and all you saw were those little huts, the only reason you saw the huts is because the only thing in Bora Bora are the huts. And so (laughs) everybody was inside their, their little cabanas and, uh, it was terrible, but (laughs) it was really beautiful. That also lets you know how romantic Daniel is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> romance to me is a steak dinner. So <laughs> anyway, one of the things about an extrovert that, you know, people may think about right away is that we're open books and you know, you're going to know how we feel. And when it comes to leadership, that's huge too. You know, I am a transparent leader. So, you know, when I lead people know if I get really excited about the work, I'm like, Oh my God, you did a great job. That's awesome. Keep up the great work. And uh, so you are an open book. And it's interesting to me, you know, that we are kind of blessed with the gift of gab. Like we can talk to anybody anywhere at any time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that one of the things that I, when I was researching that extroverts tend to like to be the face of their business. And even if you didn't even intend for it to be, you've always been the face of our business, whether you wanted it or not, it was what you were. And so I think that that's not a bad thing because a lot of people in our community and obviously in the industry look up to you and they, they know you as Muse Salon and Spa. And then where I'm sort of in the background, making things happen, doing the day to day, taking care of the team on a different level than what you do. And I think that just makes it all work. It's a great balance. And when I think about our own team and maybe some of you that are listening, whether it's a salon business or another any another industry, you all have teams or people that you work around. You can think of those people that have a very strong extrovert personality. And sometimes they may tend to come off as aggressive (laughs) or somewhat bold and strong. And then the lighter scale of that is somewhere in the middle where they're super likable and they get along. And then you have the opposite of the introvert, the introvert that fits somewhere in the middle that everyone seems to get along with. Then you have the extreme introvert. Like I said, in our particular industry, unless you're in a certain part of it, maybe the spa business, it's really kind of tough to survive. You know, we spoke about the fact that a lot of times in our industry, you attract the clients that are like your personality, but there's still going to be those guests or those people that you're going to have to serve that are going to be extremely different than your personality. And you have to know how to deal with those people. It's almost, you know, being a hairstylist or in this industry that we're in, you have to almost be a mind reader and, and a chameleon because you have to adapt to whatever that energy level is. And even if it's a webinar, you know, I'm learning this past year doing so many zoom calls, you can feel the energy from the audience mm-hmm. and you can see it in the chat bar. So being able to do that. Now, one of the things that is powerful about an extrovert is that we thrive in a group setting. Like we do really well in a group setting, 
um, versus being alone. However, with that being said, so we're going to introduce the other. So there's the introvert and there's the extrovert. So tell us what the third option is. Is an ambivert. And that is somewhere that falls right in the middle of extrovert and introvert. And I think if we probably all thought about it, there's a lot of us that kind of fall into that. Um, I feel like the extrovert introvert thing can really be labeled as somebody that's extreme on both of either side of that. But most of us probably fall right in the middle. And those are the people that really can do well in a sales situation that usually they're the ones that can pick up and really know how to speak and communicate and problem solve for people in a situation like that. That's a hundred percent true. I actually wrote down a couple of things. So extroverts are amazing when it comes to PR and connection, the power of connection, but also some of the industries that are just uh, an extrovert could thrive in is event planning, social media. You know, as I coach people all the time in social media is like kind of stepping over the feeling of the anxiety and just putting yourself out there. Uh, customer service. That is so important. You have to be an extrovert. You know, think of a time that, you know, maybe you went to a really high end restaurant or a nice hotel and somebody didn't have an extroverted personality or know those communication skills that could come across as being cold or aloof. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I've been guilty of that. <laughs> we, um, we had some self um, evaluations that we get to the team a few years ago and they had some stuff and we told them to be honest, it was a completely safe zone, whatever they wanted to give us and feedback. And one of the things that a few people were honest and bold and told me that I sometimes would come across as cold and aloof. And I understood it. I, I knew where they were coming from. I got it. And so it's one of those things that you made yourself aware of maybe where your struggles were with communication and how you present and put yourself out there. And you just sort of adapt to it. I think the key to this in understanding introverts, extroverts, ambiverts, whatever you are, is adaptability because you're not going to always be around someone that you're comfortable around. And so that makes you thrive in society and in civilization is being able to understand how to adapt to whatever situation you're in. Exactly. It's funny that you say that because one of the things that came up as I was researching content for this podcast was one of the top jobs for an extrovert. Do you know what it was? No. Politicians. No. Okay. So imagine <laughs> being a politician and coming across with like a big, whether you're a mayor or something big, a bigger level, coming across with this big personality, someone that's an introvert. They're like, it just kind of is like a cat with water. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was interesting. So extroverts are known as being talkative, uh, sociable. They're action oriented. And I find that to be true. Friendly, life of the party. And introverts' qualities are typically shy, quiet, recluse, smart, aloof, and more of a loner. Now, think about when children are growing up, how many times somebody, like I said earlier, they're in their shell or they, they're going to come out of this shyness they're going to outgrow it. So you're basically putting a framework around this person's life saying, you're, you're not good if you're an introvert. Yeah. And that's not fair necessarily. Yeah, that goes back to the bias I was talking about earlier, how it sort of plays in the extrovert's favor. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, one, one thing that I love about being an extrovert or I'm, I'm more of an ambivert, ambivert, but I lean extrovert, um, is that we can befriend anyone. Yes. <laughs> I think you've seen that to be true. Yes. And you never, ever forget someone's face and name. He will even remember what they were wearing the first time he met them. And I, I usually don't remember who they are. <laughs> I know. We're like, I'm like, do you remember when we met so-and-so? He's like, who? I'm like, she was this awesome person. But it's true. you know. And, and I can think of right now, and even there's going to be a lot of you that are listening to the podcast 
that we form friendships on airplanes. Some of my most amazing friendships that I've made have been flying beside a person on the plane. And it seems that I always ended up with the most amazing person beside me in the seat, except for that one flight from Vegas. But <laughs> I always met these really wonderful people and these relationships that were just powerful. Mm -hmm. And it was because I wasn't scared to talk to them. And the, be, the real truth would be that I'm scared to fly. Mm -hmm. And so my nervousness, a lot of times, I would just turn to the person beside me. I'm so sorry. I understand that you're reading, but I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Could you please talk to me? And um, I've made some great connections there. Yeah, I, if I had to speak on one of the strengths I'd have as probably leaning more toward introvert um, is my ability to listen. I think for our team and our staff and, and even customers sometimes that may have or guests that may have had an issue, I think the ability to listen is key. And that's probably part of my personality trait is listening and understanding what's going on and having a more sort of ability to take it all in in a different respect and having to put my personality or my voice or my stamp on top of it to make my point. Exactly. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one of our mutual friends, Evan was talking about that when he was coaching for us the other week. And he said something that was really powerful and we've heard this and we've said it, but when he, when it came out of his mouth, it just resonated that day. He says, you know, managing people versus leading people. So if you are an extrovert or an introvert, like we are, and we have a team as big as we do, when it comes to managing versus leading, or leading versus managing. So, you know, how our system in our company is set up is we manage systems and we lead people. So we take out all of that emotion around leadership based on numbers, you know. So if someone is having a hard time, we can coach that. And you do all of our professional development meetings. So talk about, you know, what that looks like for you when you're dealing with different personality types. Yeah, when you when they come into the room, we just had a week of actually two weeks of getting everyone. You know, there's a team of 53, so it makes it a long couple of weeks to get it all in. And I think that the key is is when they walk in the room, you kind of read them. You understand at that moment if they're open to criticism or praise. I mean, from all parts of the spectrum, you, you have to understand what they're ready for. And they kind of give you that when you walk in the door. And as, as an extrovert, you have to kind of know how to sort of rein them in, mm -hmm. <laughs> whether it's good news or bad news or whatever news it is. And then if they're an introvert, you have to know how to lift them up. You have to know how to encourage them and push them along and make sure that they understand what it is they need to get to the next level. So give me an example. So say I am an extrovert inside the company, which I am, and you had an issue. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was a customer complaint. How would you pull me aside and handle that situation? Well, I would take you away from the rest of the crowd. <laughs> Sometimes the an extrovert is more comfortable if they have their people around them. So you want to take them out of their element and bring them into a situation where it's neutral. Safe. Yeah, where it's safe for all sides. And then you honestly address the issue. You don't like whatever the situation may have been. You really want to have an open and honest conversation about what it is that was the challenge, what it is that needs to be done to correct it and how everyone moves forward, knowing what it is that needs to be done. If you're dealing with an extrovert, but you just, the biggest thing is you have to take them in a neutral situation to address it. I think that's fair. Now, same question, introvert. Well, that's still good practice to bring them in aside. But at the same time, with an introvert, you almost don't want them to feel like they're being beat up. Yeah, correct. You know, because they will be probably more sensitive. 
They will definitely take things possibly if you don't handle it right. If you're not using the correct verbiage and the correct words to encourage them, they could feel like you're maybe beating up on them or, or sort of looking down on them for whatever it was, the situation you needed to rectify. And we've had it in all cases, you know, we, we've dealt with it in all situations in our company. It didn't matter what it was from all personality types. You have to handle them all a little bit differently. And I try to do the best. I, I can. think you do a great job at it. Well, thank you. I'm like, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> so what else should we talk about when it comes to extrovert, introvert, you know, inside of our industry, one of the biggest things that we have to do is sales. And I listen to hairstylists and people in our industry all the time say, I am not a salesperson. And I'm like, you are all every component of a salesperson. In fact, you're some of the biggest salespeople. So the question is, are you a great salesperson? Or are you weak at sales? Because we're selling appointments. We're selling referral services. We're selling shampoo, conditioner mm -hmm. products. We're selling ourselves. We're selling our social media pages. So um, how do you feel about that? Well, I've always had the philosophy that sales is problem solving. Mm -hmm. So if you're an extrovert, what is your approach to problem solving? Is it bold? Is it, oh, I have an, ex you know, and I've seen you, I know you in action. So you definitely have a bolder approach to solving people's problems for whatever it may be. As an introvert may have a more calculated and sort of thoughtful process that they go through where they, they want to take into consideration what's the budget, you know, what's the, you know, what do they need to spend and what is absolutely necessary for them to take home to take care of whatever it is their needs are. So I feel like that probably from an introvert extrovert, it may be extreme on either side, but that ambivert personality that we talked about is the most perfect salesperson because they know actually how to hit right down the middle of where it is what the customer may need to solve their issue mm -hmm. or solve their problem and how to vocalize it. I think that's so clear. You know, for me, I love to make eye contact and I don't like to stand behind the person when I'm doing a transaction as such. So I'll stand in front of them, make eye contact. I'm like, Hey, you know what? Especially this year, you know, I've had bold conversations and, and last year I've had very bold conversations with customers and simply said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to let you know this product may not cost a lot to you. You know, when you're looking at a $30 product, it's really not a lot of money. Um, this isn't a lot to you, but I want to let you know that I'm so appreciative that you would consider purchasing from us versus all the other options that I know are readily available for you. When you purchase from me, you're not only helping because we donate so much money back to childhood cancer, you're helping save a child's life, number one, but you're also helping us keep our business open and keeping a lot of people's dreams, you know, coming true inside of our company. Mm -hmm. So I have those conversations. Would that be a conversation that you could have as an introvert? Probably not. Probably, I don't know if you would come from that perspective if you're speaking to a guest about sales. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is definitely an extrovert's place. Yeah. So the introvert, I feel like would want to make it a more personal thing from how is this going to benefit you and your mm -hmm. life at home in your bathroom? Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> so it's going to be a more like touch, a touch situation where with the extrovert, it's a bigger, broader picture of what a sale would mean for you in the company. Very fair. Mm -hmm. And I know when I first started building my clientele, I was completely fearless. You saw it. I did not mm -hmm. even know how to do hair. It was terrible. You know, everybody had Kelly Clarkson's chunky hair. <laughs> and flips. <laughs> and flips with a flat iron because I did not know how to blow dry <laughs> hair um, at all. And everybody got diffused. <laughs> They're like, I didn't know my hair's curly. I'm like, with 18 products, anything can curl. <laughs> Your hair's having a reaction. So, um, you know, I was always pretty good at, selling myself. And even though I did not have a skill level, 
I was able to connect with people on a personal level, there was that connection. And so I had a huge clientele right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though I wasn't that skillful, mm -hmm. and you've heard that before in the industry that we're in in particular, you know, you don't have to be that great. I mean, I think you do, but you don't have to be that great to have a successful business and thriving business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the, the extrovert is the flame that the moths are drawn to. And the introvert is the curiosity that people are drawn to. Fair enough. You know what I mean? It's something that's curious. They want to know more about. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So we're going to wind this down. I just want to thank you for taking time to hang out with me it doing was, this. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> and uh, thank you for sharing your version of what an introvert is into my extrovert. You know, one of the things that's so powerful where we live today in clothes here, one of the things that's so powerful is when you're able to reach across the table, literally or figuratively, you're able to reach across the table to someone that's different than you and cultivate a powerful relationship and understanding that there are different personality types and that there are different needs and all those things. So um, thank you for that. And thank you for, uh, for jumping and doing this with me. It's certainly fun. And I hope our listeners enjoyed this. In fact, if you enjoy this podcast, I'm going to ask a huge favor of you. If you don't mind going and leaving a very quick review and rating, that would be so amazing as we're always trying to reach more people. Uh, if you know anybody that would benefit from hearing maybe some of the tips and tricks that we talked about tonight in leadership, um, please feel free to share. And you can also head over to my website at danielmasonjones.com and take advantage of leadership courses. If you're in the beauty industry, I have a free consultation course that you can take advantage of to help you with your communication style. So Jody, thank you again. And uh, for all you listeners, I cannot wait to connect with you next week on another episode. Until next time, 